Rudy, 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 Rudy. I didn't even think about that one. It came to me after I watched the episode and I was hanging out with uh, Miss Nighthawk and I was like, oh yeah, Rudy. I'm going to think that's how I'm going to start the show. Uh, I'm going to start the show. I like, because, I like. You know what? Yeah, because I'm just saying, I mean, you don't really want to fully root for this Rudy, but maybe at first, yeah, at first you feel yeah, that, That's one. true. It's true. I have to admit though that for me, I had like all this, feed me Seymour. Feed me all night long. Yeah, there's a little aspect of that too. There's a little aspect because it, you know, I mean, the, the episode is called Feeding Time for 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 Christ's sake. So, but welcome everybody to DC Fan Animated Stream. I am, of course, Dave the Film Junkie. With me as always, Mr. Scott McClellan. How's it going? It's going okay. I'm 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 going to go ahead and fully admit I'm buzzing a little bit right now. Are you? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, kids are with various grandparents. So Heather and I actually went and had dinner and kind of like in a early anniversary dinner. Our anniversary is in two weeks. Nice. So we kind of splurged tonight and dude, I had a martini tonight. That was nice. Shaken, not stirred. Uh, it, it was a ginger martini. Oh, interesting. Grey Goose vodka, Grand Marnier, and a liqueur with a uh, all with an orange twist. Nice. Sounds oh, delicious. It was. It was. Wow. And then, of course, I also got to finish off my wife's Pinot Noir because she she drank as much as she was going to. I was like, you, you didn't drink the rest of that. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Yeah, you can't. Don't let it go to waste. Never let alcohol go to waste. Never. And I love. I love. Of course, the lighting is fitting for to for this week. We got. I'm, I'm working this man. I got this new setup going. You know, and and I'm working it. I mean, this show has been has made me finally commit to. I need. I need YouTuber lighting. Like this is. <laughs> this is. This must happen. Yes. No, it works. And it's 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 funny because obviously the last week we talked about a little piece from home, which was our kind of introduction, or at least for Superman um, to kryptonite. And of course, you had the green lighting. And, it, and it's funny, too, because going into this episode, I mean, you're, you're we just came off of kryptonite sucking the energy out of Superman. Now he has to deal with a dude that does it. It's been a this has been a rough uh, couple episodes for uh, good old Soupy. But fans. you know what? I love the continuity, and I don't mean to be. I I don't want to just jump into the episode, but I Fine. love the continuity that when it starts, we're back at Star Labs. Uh, Doctor Hamilton has another piece of kryptonite from somewhere. They never really explain where this piece of kryptonite comes from, but you know that's okay. I'll I'll roll with it. And uh, but it introduces something that we'll see a lot in the series, which is the anti kryptonite suit. Exactly. And I thought I was thinking the exact same thing. And I mean, that's the start of the episode right here. We're back at Star Labs. We have Superman. We have Professor Professor Hamilton that basically testing out like, OK, so here. we Yeah. But that is interesting. I didn't really think about that. So I'm glad you actually brought that up. I was like, yeah, I didn't think about it. Where do they get this piece of kryptonite? Well, I mean, you're I, I, you know, I'm going to head cannon and wave it around thinking that you know, at the end of a little piece of home, Lex Luthor was, of course, looking for kryptonite. There's nothing to be said that Star Labs wouldn't do the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's cool that they, well, I mean, they found it. They found a good chunk. But I mean, I mean, they had, I mean, obviously, the the beginning of this episode sets up the end of the episode. Yes. So it's, it's a good way to, like, how they just kind of go like, all right, we're foreshadowing something for right here. So, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, 
let's not look too much into it. They got kryptonite. They're testing out a suit. It's great. And like you said, we'll see the suit um and further you know obviously uh when it comes to the series and even you know more than that probably and then we even have the spacesuit. i know. know i was i was like and i love how they never draw attention to it it's just there it's an easter egg i mean or it's sorry not well it's an easter egg but it's like something like okay we know that you know we're gonna see has a space suit he has a spacesuit. I mean, let's face it. I mean, uh, he's. We're gonna see him wear something. Like, yeah, but I, I. Yeah, it is a good way to uh, start it. And then when we get our introduction, of course, to uh, Mr. Rudy Jones. Um, and again, you do kind of feel bad for him because he's he's just a janitor, at Star Labs. Yeah. Is he okay? I have a question, and I want to be very careful with this. But is he a little special? I would say so. I think I, I, I know. I got that sense. Yeah, I, that's why you feel for the guy, right? You know, it's just it, it's just kind of like, oh, you're not. Oh, you're you don't have all your capability. Like, it's not just like he's a you know he's just sort of down on his luck. It's like I guess just the way. And by the way, do you know who voices Rudy? I don't. Okay, now I'm going to be completely fair. I didn't know either. I had to look at the credits. And then even when I saw the name, I had to look the name up. Okay. I'm going to be completely. But once I looked the name up, it is so fitting that we're watching this episode today. Oh, boy. I'm okay. I'm so like... we're going to go slight tangent, but we're going to go down the rabbit hole like I like. We to have to. We have to. Okay. Anytime it comes to voices. All right. So the voice of Rudy Jones is Brian James. Brian James. Okay. Okay. Do you want to look him up, or do you want me to tell tell you who he is? So well, you could tell, and I just want to get a picture of him. Okay. The thing is, it's pulling up some kind of singer. So okay, Brian well, James, Brian, Brian with an O, not an A. B R I O N. Oh, okay. James. Oh, yes. yeah. He played Leon in Blade Runner. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 This guy. If you look at his face, you've seen him in many. Many things. He was right. He was also General Monroe in the Fifth Element. Yes, Fifth Element. I was. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he's been in so many things. Yeah, he's got a recognizable face. Oh, absolutely recognizable face. Well, do you know why it's appropriate? Why today is the forty-first anniversary of the release of Blade Runner? That's right. I did see that on the timeline. There you go. It's all just and Leon was a. Special replicant too, if you remember mm-hmm. that movie. And which, by the way, if y'all haven't seen the original Blade Runner, shame on you. Yes. Go, go watch, watch Blade now. Runner, or watch, wait about forty minutes. Wait forty <laughs> minutes, then go watch Blade Runner. <laughs> and I, as I always like to recommend, watch the final cut. Yes, that was Ridley Scott's definitive version. Yes, that's uh, yeah, that's what's been yeah because you know you have your choice, but well, you have like five choices. <laughs> yeah, you have your choice, but choose that one. I would agree with Scott that that is the 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 definitive version, of course. But uh, okay, so we got a voice right there. Cool. I was wondering because I was like, there's something familiar about it, but of course, there's I was like, another oh, voice, by the way. Okay, is it is it Mr. Marty LeBeau here? Yes, no? it is. It is. Okay, his voice sounded familiar too. Who is it? Did you you didn't know? Nope. It's Robert Patrick. It's Robert Patrick. Good old T-1000 himself. I know, right? I knew it's... uh, See, and that's one of those things where I was like, 
I, you know, when it came to the voices, I was like, I know, I already know. I'm like, but I'm not going to look because we like to talk about it on the, on the show. So that was Robert Patrick. Wow. I know. I had no idea, <laughs> man. Funny. And That's I crazy. just looked at that going, you are kidding me. I know. It's pretty crazy. Uh, thank you, Mike, uh, Mike H., for the $2 Super Chat. Cheers. Cheers to you, sir. Got some beer right here. Yeah, I'm not drinking anymore. Yeah, right yeah. Scott, Scott's <laughs> had a martini and some wine, so he's good right now. But uh, so, of course, yeah, I mean, so we got Rudy on the forklift, and, they're, and he's loading up some obviously big barrels of chemicals because we see the logo on there and everything. And, and yeah, again, it's like... Yeah, I mean it's sad. I mean he's he's he seems a little slow. I mean, obviously he's always if you know any history of the yeah, he's always been like not the best person, obviously, but they really kind of emphasize that he just is like he's just trying to get by. He's a custodian. He he just wants to do his job, but of course, obviously he got swayed by Mr. LeBeau here to steal some of these chemicals for profit. And you know, obviously he's not doing a good job too when it came to trying to be sneaky trying to be sneaky when it comes to loading up these chemicals yeah and i think it really plays it for me was the guards being like hey rudy did you get your did you get your off it was almost like good for you it's Uh like wow it's a little it's kind of that encouraging but also just a little condescending almost like but the guards are like oh Oh, good. Oh, you, you're a Rudy big, did it. Yeah. Rudy did it. You yeah, know, they really do emphasize that, don't they? Yeah. yeah they the really do. Yeah. Poor guy. Um, and then, um, so then obviously this is all happening while Superman is with Professor Hamilton. So then when things go awry and the guards realize, okay, wait a minute, there's something wrong here and they're getting away in a truck. Um, they obviously Superman, the alarm gets triggered. Superman, goes into action but this is what it was kind of cool too is like one of those things where well he's like up in the air he sees the truck but guess what everything's like on fire there's about people that are going to be torched naturally superman is going to save the people as opposed to chasing after the guys with the chemicals and i like how he does it too i like like the way that he gets the flames out oh yeah you know reaching into the wall basically grabbing a water main and using that like a fire hose to like wash everything down yeah also that shot of him walking through the fire there's a reason that's in the opening opening title sequence because that's a that's a money shot right there (laughs) totally no i agree but uh so he gets all that but then when we get to um them in the truck and uh and uh, rudy's in the back he's in the bed of the truck marty is driving and then of course you know he's not driving he's not driving like a a a good driver and yeah bump happens and rudy falls into the bed and one of the barrels of course oh this is terrifying it's a horror movie (laughs) oh my god is it a horror movie and and it's weird too because this feels more like this does not feel like the origin uh traditionally of a superman villain this is more the origin of like a batman villain or a spider-man villain because you know spider-man villains you or batman villains it's always the horrible accidents that that create them which is once again something kind of cool what the writers and creators on this show did was they gave a little bit more depth and gravitas to superman's rogues gallery because like i said he has some cool villains but they've always been kind of you know 
one dimensional, you know, ah, 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 kind yeah. of villains. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and so yeah. giving Rudy one, making Rudy kind of sympathetic, uh, you know, giving him a theme, you know, the, uh, the, the, uh, the oppressed, the um, powerless who becomes, you know, the ultimate, you know, power suck, you know, is, is a great thematic twist for the character. But dude, this transformation sequence is. Yeah. I was like, you know, I mean, look at amazing Spider-Man two when it came to Electro, it's almost like, I mean, obviously he wasn't like uh, obsessed with Spider-Man, but it's like that guy that's like, you feel bad for because He's socially awkward and everything, and then something bad happens, and then it turns him into this powerful like being. There's like a, I mean, a little bit right there, but yeah, I know it's just this scene right here where like the, the chemicals just start, and he's just you know being consumed by them, and even like Marty's like, what the hell's happening back there, and sees him, and but then does a little maneuver where you know he skids out, Marty or not Marty, but uh, Rudy goes like flying out over the bridge. And just lands on the ground. But I mean, it's like, it's that dramatic, like the hand, you know, kind of thing. That well, just, like, and it's people... like his skin is melting. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, just to not, you know, not to take it to the live action stuff, but when, when James Gunn posted on Twitter that some of his favorite underrated villains and first one was Parasite, I was like, do it. Do it. I mean, like, he doesn't have to be the main. I mean, it seems like Brainiac is probably going to be the main since they've tried to do it four fucking times before. But let do have Parasite in there. Why not? I mean, add a little bit of a horror. I mean, just the fact of the matter is you have Kryptonite, which is always the is always what people have to use. It's always what Lex uses against Superman, Batman, and of course. But I mean, just to have you know, uh, a villain that actually, you know, when, when touched, he just sucks the freaking energy out of him too. And I'm like, it could just be cool to see in live action, to be honest. Well, and, and, and then, like you said, play up the horror element, make yes. it creepy. I mean, I wish this kind of, the horror thing kind of continues a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, we'll get to that with like, you know, I've got, I've got Superman in my basement, you know, but you know, it's, but th- that could be totally played up like a black phone kind of, you know, kind of situation. You know, they would never do that, but I'm telling you like, that's the movie. Like I would love to see. I didn't even think about that. Like a black phone. Ah, That would be interesting. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so obviously that happens. And then, um, and then we see like a, you know, a creepy little moment where obviously there's there's like a rat that shows up and starts like sniffing him. And then he just grabs the rat and you and then they give you that whole this is what he is now kind of thing real quick, which is like he touches the rat. And obviously he's like, you know, and you're like, OK, what the hell is happening right there? He's killing the rat. I mean, again, that's pretty dark. Like when you see like him grab that, you're like, what the hell's going on with the rat? And yeah, I mean, before we actually kind of know like, oh, he's he just absorbed the energy. Obviously, we go back to the crime scene where where, um, well, yeah, Superman finds like the 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 substance and he touches it and he's just like, you know, what the hell is this kind of thing? And but yeah, when we get back to and, and, and again, keeping with the horror element, we got like a cop where I guess her name was Edna. Right. No, yeah. Edna was the dispatcher. No, that's the dispatcher. That's right. I was like, she didn't look like an Edna, but I was like, is, I, I was, yeah, I didn't pause and rewind that. So, but uh, yeah, she sees 
Rudy coming out like a freaking monster just walking on the road, just like very Frankenstein's monster deal. Like that was the imagery I had. You're right. That is a pretty a Frankenstein because he is very just uh, kind of thing. And then, right. and then, yeah, he has a rat still in his hand and he just kind of throws it. It's like it's still alive, though. They make sure like, oh, no, it's, oh, no, it's twitching. It's, it's, yeah. it's twitching. I, I noticed that, too. I was like, yeah. oh, you copped out. Yeah, yeah. You can't. Yeah, they can't go. F- they can't make it. It's still a kid's show, guys. Yeah. You can't no make animated act- rats were harmed in the production of. <laughs> exactly. You can't. Suck the entire life. It's not Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat. You can't suck everything out where it's just a. Uh, it's just a. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not one of those. So they do mention they do show that, but then of course Rudy, like you know, you know, touches her, and then of course does the same thing. So we get an idea for anybody who didn't know the character that what he is actually actually is doing. So and uh, you know, I mean. And I like how he said, like, how the heck did I get Edna or something like that? He said right, that because like, man, when he yeah. when he gets on the when he gets on the radio and he talks to Edna, by the way, did you recognize the voice of Edna? No. It's Andrea Romano. Oh, shit. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I always love it when Andrea would do like yeah. these little these little one off things. She's always someone on the TV. She's always on the radio. Why I not? love it. But yeah, it was it was Andrea Romano. That's awesome. But uh, but no, and he even starts talking in the officer's voice. Once again, this wonderful show don't tell. You know, they later, yeah, do they later explain Parasite's powers? Yeah, but they didn't need to because they just showed us him using his powers and how he he was how he was kind of out of it, and then he wakes up, and then he sucks her energy, and then she no, where did I get Edna? So he has her memories. He can mimic her voice. It, it's a cool thing because sometimes with Parasite, they don't go this, they don't go all the way like this. Sometimes it's really just, oh, I get his power. Yeah. You know, I, I need, I'm hungry. Or of course, when he touched Superman, he gets Superman's powers. But this idea of like literally absorbing like the ability to talk like the person, I think that's cool. And, you know, I mean, it's so funny because I was like, that's Terminator vibes. And now yes. we just figured out that, like, Robert Patton or Robert Patton's Robert Patrick is the voice of Marty. That's pretty funny. Your right parents there. are dead. Yeah. <laughs> Your foster parents are dead. Yeah, I know. I mean, it just gives you, like, those vibes right there. But that's cool, though. I like how, again, they, they took the character and, like, oh, we need something here. It can't just be this. Let's add a little bit here. And it works. It absolutely works. And I mean, I, I'm sure like when it came to future iterations, they probably had so because I like the fact that they can he, he can absorb even the memories also. I think that's yeah, and that's been and something thought. and that's been something that's been, you know, yeah. and, and I don't know. I, I do. I would assume that's actually something that pre-existed before the animated probably. series. Um, but once again, Parasite was one of those characters that I was I mean, my introduction to Parasite was this animated series. Like yeah. Parasite was not a character I was familiar with. So yeah, just like a lot of us. And then the next day we have, we're back to the crime scene and we got Jimmy, of course, taking his pictures as he does. And obviously we see uh, the officer being taken away on a stretcher. We got Clark there as well. And she's still, well, of course she's still alive. Um, and, and then of course, Jimmy makes an awful Barney joke oh my god is that so 90s like like <laughs> that was one of those things that was like no no don't 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 do that don't do don't make a topical reference because now you've got 
You dated yourself. You dated yourself. <laughs> no. Yeah, because they talk about like, oh, yeah, she saw like some big purple monster. And of course, like he makes a Barney joke and it's like, oh, Jimmy, <laughs> you tried. It worked. You might as well just start singing the freaking song. But I mean, I guess it was I obvious. love you. <laughs> you love me. <laughs> oh, good God. Isn't there supposed to be like a movie something coming? There out? is something. And, uh, uh, like, yeah. that's the real villain. That's but I the... think but I think it wasn't. I think it might be one of those like any like remember when we heard. Wait, they're going to do a movie on Tetris. And it was like, no, it's the making of Tetris. I think when it comes to Barney, it's going to be about making Barney. It's not going to be a full on Barney like is the main character. I think it's going to be one of those. Okay. At least I hope. I'm assuming. I just remember seeing something out there and going, I don't know. Okay, but I'm assuming it's going to be something with that. Anyways, there's a tangent right there because of good old Jimmy Olsen and his Barney joke. Um, so, yeah, and, but we also get another, you know, and this is one of the things that I've been liking is, is Clark still going, hey, you're Clark Kent right now. Don't touch the radioactive substance. Oh, I love it when I love it when Commissioner Henderson's like, you might not want to touch that. And he's yeah. like, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> but I love that. Again, it's still Clark just going. He's like forgetting that. Oh, yeah, this is a substance I touched before. Let me see if it's like maybe feels like the same or whatever. No, Clark, you are. You are no, Superman, you're not. You're Clark Kent right now. OK, you you cannot touch this stuff in front of people because they're going to be like, why is that not affecting you kind of thing? So I like that. I do like that. Yeah, it's 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 subtle. Like, once subtle. again, they don't draw. They don't, they don't spend a lot of time. It's just a oh, right. And then moving on. And I, and uh -huh. I like it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good little details. I like those good little details right there. And then we get back to uh, Marty's uh, apartment. Yeah, Mr. LeBeau is still alive, um, still sleazy. And then, of course, Rudy shows up and he's like, he's in fully form now. He's like, he's Where'd good. Where the costume come from? Where'd the costume come from? Like, I, I have no I, idea. No idea. No clue. Like, it, like what is that? It. What? I well, know they skipped right over it. I'm yeah, they skipped right over it. I mean, obviously, the when we first saw him, he was all just kind of like looking like a monster and kind of melty and drippy. Now, I, I mean, I guess he has absorbed some enough power or maybe he was able to like shape himself because obviously now he's like in a stature of like, you know, like Superman. But then, of course, he's got like this get up that's going across because, you know. He can't be naked, I guess, if that's what they're going for. <laughs> uh, that's what I thought, man. Yeah, I mean, and also, it's and also you needed some line, and just design wise, you needed yeah. some lines to break up all the purple. Yeah, there you go. And white, it's good. It's good. It works. It's good contrast. It's a good contrast to the purple. So, but, uh, you know, and now he's. And we get that we get that arc of a villain or or whatever, like is just the fact that it's like, all right, the guy who made me this way, who was, you know, treating me like a doormat, I'm going to get back at him. And, and of course, it, that whole speech is there. Like, remember me? It's, you know, I, you know, I'm no longer, you know, he gives that little speech right there, which, you know, it's a common trope when it comes to all this stuff. But, you know, hey, you know, Marty's a piece of shit. <laughs> Can we say yeah, that? no one no one's feeling bad about him, you know, getting snacked on at all. Yeah. Nah, nah. But that's what's funny is like when we, yeah, like you said with the whole uh, Seymour and feed me kind of thing. I mean, it, it does get to the point where it's like, all right, now he's basically, he has to feed. And I like the fact that they use that again. It, it brings the horror element because, yeah, he's feeding, but as they could have say like he's absorbing or whatever the heck. But the fact that it says feeding just adds a little bit more 
Ugh. Ugh. Oh, man. You know, what they needed, what they needed to, if they really want to do the harmless, I think they've done this before, but you need like the, like, like what they did with Morbius on the Spider-Man cartoon when they couldn't have him biting anybody, but they had like the right. suckers yes. yeah, on, on his, his hands. hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But you know, I think the, I guess the electricity thing was like, all right, we'll go with that. Like, well, cause like, he's absorbing their energy. Yeah. You know, that, so, yeah. Yeah. It does make, but yeah, I mean, it, live action. I mean, obviously there's been live action versions. I, you know, I saw the, the image, of Supergirl that they had, and that looked like it almost looked like it, it almost looked like uh, uh, who am I? Th- it almost looked like uh, the lizard from Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man, but purple esque. I don't know if you ever seen that image of what they did with a live action, you know, live action. Obviously, it was all CGI for Supergirl. I was like, well, that that's an attempt, <laughs> it's an attempt, yeah. And then, like I said, they did a completely different variation of Parasite on Superman Lois season two. That's right. So, you did say you talked about that. So, um, okay. So then, of course, um, we got Rudy. Of course, it's just, uh, you know, as that's all happening, you know, he's kind of toying with them, like touching them a little bit and just kind of going like, because obviously Rudy just wants to be a total douchebag back to Marty, which, of course, we don't care. But uh, Superman does show up. And uh, I like how he says, like, I don't know, Superman. It's like I turned into some kind of monster. Yeah, something like that. There's like that whole, well, you know, he's, what are he's, you? He's playing, he's playing yeah. up the, can you help me? Yeah. You know, it's like, I'll go with you, Superman. You know, he, he, he's acting the vic, he's acting like the poor victim right before he just grabs a hold of Superman. And, you know, there's always that classic parasite feeds the Superman for the first time. And he's just like, what the hell is this? Oh, it's kind of sexual. If you think about it, <laughs> I you know it's not even sexual to me. It's more like a drug addict who gets his first hit. Yeah, but it was just like when you see both of them, they're both going oh, like that. I was like, God, sexual. <laughs> That's where my brain. I know I'm a child. I'm a child. Damn it. Sorry, sorry. I'm just saying. You know what? I might have rewound it like three times because I was like, oh man, this is anybody else hard. Anyways, okay, so. Uh... <laughs> This is what I what I bring to the show. Scott. This is what you bring to the show. Yes, it <laughs> exactly. is very much is. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So, but yeah, we get that first. Yeah, where super he gets Superman's energy, and it's obviously like you said. Yeah, it, yeah. Forget my jokes. It's more like you know, it's a drug addict getting that, uh, getting that fix that he needed. Well, it's getting the first fix of that. If you think about it, yes. he's, been, he's been having like this drug of just absorbing energies, which has like been great, but to absorb like the ultimate, like Superman, where then he could just fly away. Yeah. That's gonna, that's gonna, he was just immediately like, this is like amazing right here. So I mean, power to power to him literally <laughs> i know right and then and then you know like superman's like hanging on to the bottom of the pier like yeah. in the water and like and all the i will admit though just as a slight criticism it was mm. really weird having the scene one in broad daylight and two just all those people standing around like just watching it happen it was a little awkward for me personally but yeah <laughs> it's all right but yeah i mean again it's like damn like poor superman you already, you know, a piece of rock was like doing this to him. And now he's got a dude that can add, like he can't. So it's like, I can't even touch this guy because then I'm just going to get drained. So, oh, man, that just sucks. And then, of course, we go right into like just a news report 
Obviously, we see news report of Rudy just going on a rampage, and they talk to uh, Professor Professor Hamilton, who gives, of course, the exposition of what's pretty much happening when it comes to his powers. Which I thought, okay, if they obviously we know what he's doing, we can kind of follow along, but they have to still fit something in there just to be like, here's the technical aspect. Here's the of- technical babble. Yeah. Here, because you had to explain what the chemical was that they were stealing and why is it having this effect on Rudy? There you go. You know, and it's, it's a good little explanation. It fits right there. I thought it was a good spot for it. And, uh, and then it's kind of cool because it's kind of funny again, because now we got Clark at the daily planet who's got a cold and we saw him sick last time because of the kryptonite. Now he's sick again. And he's just like, she's again, it's like, damn it. It's like one of those, he just almost have a, have a relapse. Of course, we don't know the time frame in between, but it's right. fairly close probably, but there's probably a few weeks at least. But. Oh yeah. Cause you, because you gotta think you got, you yeah. have to have enough time for Hamilton and star labs to a found another piece of kryptonite and then B build the suit, build the anti-kryptonite suit. You know, but at least when it comes to public and being with, you know, when it comes to Clark, he could show that it's like, yeah, I'm not just, you know, I I, I get sick, guys. Look at me. I'm not Superman. There's a little bit. There's a little bit. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I just had this thought. Forgive me for bringing this up. But Uh it's almost like that scene in Superman for the quest for peace. Like after Nuclear Man gets Clark. Yeah. And he's all like, you know, in his in his apartment, (laughs) like in the blankie, you know, (laughs) you know all snotty and stuff i just had that thought pop into my head because i don't know why i always remember that scene from superman 4 (laughs) well they wanted to show that hey he could be you know vulnerable i guess you could say it's funny too because what popped in my head as i was talking about that right now was lois and clark remember when it got really hot there was like a heat wave it was happening metropolis and obviously in 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 the daily planet everybody was just like barely wearing anything they're all yes but not clark and i'm just like Dude, you should really try to like figure it out where you are acting like because everybody's going to be like, why? I mean, they even say like, why are you sweating? And he's full on in his suit and everything. And he looks okay, And everybody else is half naked and fucking sweating her asses off. And I don't know why that just popped in my head, because I think it's just because right then and there, I would have been somebody day plan. You're Superman. If you're not sweating. <laughs> no, no, they were, too busy, they were too busy looking at Terry Hatcher. That's oh, the yeah. complete explanation. Exactly. Terry Hatcher. And then what's her name too? I, for, I forget what the oh, other Because if it was season one, that actress who played Cat Grant. in Cat in, Grant. There it is. Yes, oh, God. Yeah, that actress. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know why that just popped in my head right now, because it's like, Again, it just helps Clark blend. That's where I was uh, getting at right there. But um, yeah, so he's, of course, fighting that. And then uh, um, so then uh, he's fighting a cold. And then um, Rudy, of course, is doing his thing, just going on his rampage. And then this is where we start getting to the fact that, oh, wait, he's going to need to feed more. And I, I think he obviously he's learning his powers, too, as he goes along. And, you know, he's looking in a bank, a, a bank, and he's looking at the safe through the wall. But then all of a sudden the X-ray vision goes away. So he needs to be fed. Yes. And then and then at the same time, the the police officers waking up from her coma in the hospital and Clark's feeling better. So, you know, it, it's kind of cool because it establishes that there's a there's a time frame and like, yeah. and then the clock runs out and then, you know, you heal, you know, it, it it's not like the power is transferring back, but it's like, there's a, but it's like a time period of 
it wears whatever the effect is it wears off so that parasite doesn't have the power anymore and the person who got their power sucked from them has basically like re recharged well i mean yeah i mean that's the way that energy works with everything i mean obviously we have to like charge our phones it doesn't just stay like that it's got to need more same with us we need to sleep we need to eat we need to do all that stuff so that builds up so it's you know it's cool but i like how they show that yeah like you said and then we're back at the the hospital room with the uh with the with the police officer and she's just feeling much better and then of course clark is feeling much better and we even see him in his apartment where he's just basically like saying like oh yeah by the way we don't see a lot of lois in this freaking episode no actually we don't see lois at all in this episode no there's one shot where in the daily planet where we do see okay yeah, there was a shot. Uh, it's coming up, I think. I don't know, but I, yeah, but I was going, wow. There's like no Lois really in this episode. She doesn't play like a big part at all. Oh, because, he, well, because as we'll, we'll get to it, it, it Jimmy, Jimmy yeah. gets it's a Jimmy episode. It's a Jimmy episode, and you know, and this is, and I like uh, uh, the, the terrible Barney joke aside. Um, <laughs> it's nice seeing like. This is how you can proactively use Jimmy in a Superman story. It doesn't get done often. It doesn't get done well a lot of times. But, you know, this is a good one. Like, it you is. know. It is a good one because, I mean, obviously we get Superman that gets. Uh, he's about to just, you know, he, I, I, I don't even know who he's talking to. Maybe he's talking to Lois. He's talking to Perry. Perry. Perry, Perry. He's, that's he's talking guy. to Perry. Yeah, because obviously he was sick, and then he's like, "I'm feeling better. I think I actually might go out tonight." And and then of course we see him like do that, but then we have of course Rudy shows up, and it's like you know because he knew who he was and all because sucking up his energy and whatnot, and yeah, takes him away, and then we see him of course yeah, like you said, it's like black phone ask because he's like, oh, you know, it's Superman chained in my basement kind of thing. Now he's in the basement of of Star Labs. And, but yeah, kudos to Jimmy because let's face it. I mean, he's the one that kind of, he's the one that finds Superman because he kind of starts putting things together after taking pictures and seeing where Parasite goes to after he's done doing things. Oh God, he, he's going like, I think it's South or whatever the heck. Heck, and he goes yeah, that's it was towards, South towards yeah, Star Labs. Towards Star, Star Labs. That's the only, that's the only time that we see Lois because it's at Daily Planet. That's Perry's right. And she's yes. in the, she's in the like crowd. That's the only time we actually see Lois. But I think she might say one thing. I don't even know if she says anything, to be honest but it's all jimmy like talking about that because um you know obviously we have superman chained into the basement of star labs and again we see we see rudy it goes that just mimics his voice and says you know basically he could keep him down here for as long as possible to keep feeding on him so and then of course does a whole villainy kind of like well you know this is my plan kind of thing when it comes to him but yeah good on jimmy good on jimmy for putting that together because then he's just like all right well i'm gonna go investigate myself because obviously perry's like whatever kid well perry even goes yeah the cops thought about that they looked they didn't see anything but 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 jimmy being you know the young guy who gets kind of ignored kind of in a very similar way like rudy did you know he has the idea of of well let me go follow what rudy would have done not what parasite's doing but let me check out rudy because then he has that idea of going 
know, he talks to the guard at Star Labs and he just wants to go into the janitor, like into the janitor's locker room, like, in the janitor's closet. And that's really good on Jimmy. And it and he investigates. And, you know, Superman has just enough power left to hear Jimmy. It's convenient as all hell, but, you know, we'll go with it. I mean, he's trying to, you know, he's trying to X-ray, you know, he's trying to do the heat vision to, to, to the chains that he's on, but he can't quite get it there. It's like he starts heating him up a little bit. But then, yes, like I said, he hears Jimmy's voice and then he starts doing the SOS Morse code thing on the pipe. Jimmy hears it. You know, moves the locker back. Oh, there's a maintenance hatch right here. What the hell? And then there, sure enough, find Superman, Superman in the basement, as you said. I'm sorry. I had to reference that terrible <laughs> Batman, the animated series episode, but it just worked. It, uh, it did. It did. Um, so, you know, Jimmy, of course, was going to try to, like, get him out of there. And and naturally, uh, Rudy's going to be on his way back and. And so Jimmy's going to have to hide. And this is where we just kind of get to, to this where it's like, it's like, how are you going to hide from this guy right here? I mean, obviously there's not, there's only so much you could do, but luckily Superman is gaining enough power and Jimmy has helped him with like a crowbar trying to go at the, at least break some of the links in the chain chains a little bit where maybe Superman could do the rest. But I mean, right away when, when, uh, when Rudy gets back and he starts, taking some you know absorbing some of the starts feeding on superman i guess he like immediately goes like wait there's someone here because obviously and i thought he remembers yeah yeah and i I thought that was just like a cool little thing too is the fact that it's like he knows starts looking around sees where he is because obviously he has the x-ray vision but then we get we get superman that does help him out and throws like one of those hook chain whatever the heck that thing is that you find in those places what is that called i really don't know what that's called Because it's like a hook that's on cables and it's, yeah, you, you know, you put, I mean, it's almost like a cherry picker kind of thing, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that, but not quite that. I don't know. But so then, of course, we have uh, Jimmy that's going to have to get out and Superman's going to have to try to save him without actually touching him. And then, uh, I mean, this is pretty much where we're, uh, we're getting at right here when it comes to the clip. Let's go to the clip. Go to the footage. Go to the footage. There he is right there. We got a a busted pipe right there that's, of course, causing some steam. But here we go. The chain, Superman. There you go. Get Jimmy. And I love this. I love how he's running fast, but not as fast as he could be running. Exactly. And then tells everybody to get out of there. And this asshole. He's so mad he punches the corner of the wall. And then we got we got Superman with a, a little laser gun. I love that. Well, because he went to the weapons testing lab. Right? Ah. Ah. Playing hide and seek now? Come on, Ken. <laughs> this is beneath you. They're the suits. I know. Oh, cool. And dramatic. Because I also love the fact that Superman's hiding in yeah, that I know. Huh? <laughs> Exactly. Huh? Got him. And this I think is this is so, so smart. I mean, why else introduce this suit at the beginning yeah, of this episode? Stronger. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, 
but for how long? For how long? Guess I gotta end this quick. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yes. Uh-oh. Nice reminder about right there. I also love that they're like, all he needs is a finger. Just say yep. Oh, no! That's the way. Not flickery, but distracted. <laughs> Put the glass back on. Yeah. Yeah. We'll keep them oh, here until cool. a special session. And man, and it okay. just cuts real quick. That's the one thing about this episode is, man, it wraps up fast. It wraps up really fast because, you know, they're going to. Yeah. And he's so sad and everything. Aw. Poor little. Well, I even like it. Like he kind of twitches and Dr. Hamilton yeah. goes, oh, we're disturbing him. You yeah. know? Like, you know, you got to treat it. You know, you got to treat this uh, individual, you know, with, with a little bit of care for sure. Um but yeah, they basically how it ends. Obviously, we see like a little roach that comes up. He touches it with his finger, kind of gets a little energy, and then we get that evil smile at the end. It's like oh, nice little twist, twist. kind of like the the glowing kryptonite rock at the end of last yeah. week's episode. You always got to do that because it's like oh wow, is this the last time we're gonna see him? No, no, not at all. But no, it's a fantastic episode, too. I really enjoyed this. And I, I'm just saying, I hope that we could see uh, a cinematic live version of this. I think it would throw, I, I think it would be different. It's time to get more of the Superman rogues gallery out there, you know, as opposed to the bald dude. And that's pretty, I mean, and Zod, I guess you could say. Yeah, Zod and Lex Luthor is really cinematically Luthor all we've really gonna... gotten to Superman villains. Yeah. We're going to get some Brainiac and Parasite in yeah, there. Yeah, and I don't count Basement Brainiac from Superman 3. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. We're not counting that one. We're not doing Which that Which gave one. me nightmares as a child, by the way. It was that... creepy. It was oh. creepy. Got it. It's funny when it comes to Superman 3. I always forget that um, what's-his-name was in there. Um, Goddamn, totally drawn a blank. The Comedian. Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. I yeah, dude, that don't... Yeah, I can't forget. I can't I forget because because you watch Superman three and it's a Richard Pryor movie that has Superman in it. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what trips me up because I watched Superman four more than three. Well, because it's... Superman four. Here's my argument. Here's my argument why four is actually better than three. Hot take because four is actually a Superman movie. Exactly. That's the thing. That's why, like, when it comes to Superman three. I don't even know how many times I watched it. Probably not that many because, again, they were just trying to bank on Richard Pryor's success. And they're like, let's put him in a Superman movie. And like you said, it's a Richard Pryor movie, like featuring. I mean, the cover. I remember the cover. We see him, Superman flying with Richard Pryor holding on to him. And it's just like, what the hell is this? That's why I'm like, yeah, I didn't watch that one that much because it wasn't that great. I know people give Quest for Peace a lot of shit, but I'm like, I liked Nuclear Man. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> you know, no, like, that's Basement Bizarro. So yeah, you know. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they basically they're like, hey, we're not going to do Bizarro. We're going to do a He-Man type character <laughs> with some claws. Oh my god, power. you're right. He does have He-Man yeah. hair. Oh my. That's gosh. what I. That's what I always thought. Me and my brother were like, it's almost like he's He-Man, evil He-Man with some fucking nails to him. That's for sure. So. Um, but yeah, there you go, guys. Parasite right there. Um, great episode. 
Um, I like how they started it with showing the suit. And then, of course, the suit saves Superman's ass at the end. And so does the kryptonite, the very thing that he was, you know, that he got to know in the previous episode. But that, that ended up saving his ass, which is interesting, too. I like that little concept. So just a good episode. What do we got next week? Okay. Next week is the episode, <laughs> The Way of All Flesh. The Way of All Flesh. Hmm. Yep, not ringing any bells. Oh, no. I'm just We've already met this character before. In, we have. The way of all flesh. In the pre... Okay. Oh, it's Brainiac. No. No. No? What is no. it? It's Metallo. Oh, shit. Okay, so, okay, so we're actually going to get that episode now. Yeah, yeah, because we've already met John Corbin. Yeah, so now we're going to get the... Fi- okay. Now okay. he's got to get now turned start- into... Now it's starting to ring bells. I'm starting to see screenshots from this episode. Like I said, it's been a, been a bit, but yeah, I'm starting to see some screenshots in my head of this episode. Oh, this episode gets dark. Oh, I'm mean- sure, yes. I mean, look at what it's called. Look at what it's titled. You know? I know, yeah. It's uh, and I have a feeling I'm going to do a little bit of a deep dive into the illusion of that title because it's a, it's a, it's a cool title for an episode about the origin of Metallo. So the first thing, the first thing I thought about was a, a video drum from James Wood. Long live the new flesh. I don't know. Anytime you say flesh, have you ever seen that movie? I have not. I know it's Cronenberg, and oh, it's God. Is it Cronenberg? Oh my God. I mean, just even the cover alone, when you see like somebody like being swallowed up by a TV. Oh yeah, the the cover is. Oh, it's, dude, it's it's, it, it's very dated, but because they use videotapes, and but the videotapes when they show them, the videotapes are breathing. It's so creepy. Like they're holding them. It's like you see it like. It's like, oh, good God, Cronenberg oh. with that fucking yeah, those guys. Those guys and their body porn stuff. <laughs> it's called body horror, but body okay. horror, but whatever. I, I you would you would go with porn, yeah, you would. Okay, uh-huh. exactly. But anyways, guys, all right. So are you watching that? What was the title again? Sorry, the way of all flesh. The way of all flesh. Watch that, and we'll be covering that next Sunday on uh, on uh, DC Fanimated. So uh, and thank you guys for spending some time here. Go ahead, send us off, Scott. Of course, you can find me on Twitter at ScottDC27. You can find my podcast, the DC Squadcast, wherever podcasts can be found. We're on Vero Facebook, YouTube, with the entire network of shows, squadcastmedia.com. I do want to take the opportunity also to plug a couple of podcasts that I guested on this week. Head on over to the 602 Club, where I joined into another review of The Flash, and you can check out that discussion. And dropping today over on the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network, I was on World's Finest True Believers talking about the original comic adventures of The Rocketeer. Nice. Yeah, check all that out, guys. And, of course, I'll see you guys tomorrow on Film Junkie Live at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to talk about the madness of the last few days. All right, guys, we love you. And uh, thank you for spending some uh, time with us talking some DC animated things. And uh, we will talk to you later.